Monday, May 1st, 2023. You are listening to Weather with Enthusiasm. For those of you that keep Sphira, the music on this podcast is background music. When you hear that sound, that means something educational is about to be said or was just said. Today is the 25th day of Sphira Saomer. In the lunar calendar, today is the 10th day of ER. This means that the full moon will occur in five days. We're about to cover the weather for the next several days here in the United States. For those of you who think that winter is gone, not only has it not gone, there has never been a time this season where winter has had a more firm grip over this country than as we currently speak. The only reason why it may not seem like that is because we're into the surface temperatures. That's what we feel. That's what it, but you go into the upper atmosphere. We have phenomenal stuff going on. Probably the greatest indicator of this, probably there's, is what's going on in Florida and what has been going on in Florida. Florida usually does not get hail. Within thunderstorms, they don't get the hail. And that's because temperatures are not cold enough. Even in the upper atmosphere, it's not cold enough. But we're talking about even January, February. There's no hail over there. Texas gets tons of hail. Florida doesn't get it. But over the past several days, hail, at least the end of last week, hail has been falling with thunderstorms. Now, this is not the only reason why there has been hail falling with the thunderstorms. There's an additional reason as well, which further hides the fact that winter is going on strong in the upper atmosphere. That's due to a cap that has been developing. That's the type of thing that develops here in the Midwest and in the plains. A cap develops preventing thunderstorm formation, and then the cap breaks later in the day, which allows temperatures to heat up higher than what they normally would be, so that when the thunderstorms finally do develop, they're much more powerful, much more instability. That's another reason why there is hail. I believe I read there were even a couple tornadoes in the Florida area over the past several days. So (laughs) we're going on strong over here, but in case that's not a good indicator to you, The amount of snow that's falling right now in the upper Midwest is stuff that you wouldn't believe. It's, we're talking, the National Weather Service yesterday said a few more feet, a few more feet of snow is expected by Tuesday morning for some of these places up in the upper Midwest. This was on top of what already has fallen, six to 12 inches. Totally phenomenal stuff going on in the upper Midwest. We went through a week around the Pesach time, a week of just beautiful weather here in the Midwest and the East Coast. There was an exception to that, and the exception to that was the last two days of the holiday in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Not only that, but really all along the Gulf Coast. At the same time, we do have 
Baruch Hashem, we have the summer heat starting to develop off on the West Coast. We have in the desert southwest, Phoenix, Arizona, hit 100 degrees yesterday for the first time this year. That actually is normal. They're right on time. I mean, on time to the dot would be May 2nd. So that is considered normal to be two days early. I mean, that's normal. And then we also have a heat wave that has been taking place. It came to an end by now. But it was going on in the Northwest Pacific. And records were broken. Not only that, we had some record-shattering heat. where Records were broken by more than 5 degrees up in that area. We even had some places in Oregon that went into the low 90s. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank you, crowd, for that. That was, that's great. 90 degrees. We're going to hopefully see a lot more of that. Now, the question is, what's going to be going on this week? What's going to happen? When is the Midwest, the upper Midwest, finally, when is it going to happen where these snowstorms finally stop? So, I saw on the European computer model another storm system developing, actually two of them, one for the weekend and one for early next week. Both of them, from the model that I saw, does not, neither one of them contains snow on the backside, and that's a tremendous accomplishment. The first one, however, is a weaker system, so that's not really such a big deal. But the second system is a normal storm system, which will be moving across the Midwest about a week from today, and there is no snow on the backside. At least that's not what it shows right now. So that might be, it could be, the first storm might be, it could be. The first storm this season where there's no snow on the backside. You would have to ask either uh, <laughs> someone from the National Weather Service up there or someone who's living there to know if that's really true. There's a much higher chance of that being true by a stronger storm. The stronger storms have been pulling off snow continuously, weekly storms at least, since January. And some of these weeks, we've had two snowstorms a week of six inches. In fact, cities up there are breaking records all over the place. Seasonal records, 130 inches, 100 in, it's unbelievable stuff what's going on up there. Meanwhile, we know on the East Coast there was a snow drought. You add the word drought, it sounds like a, a, a severe event, but I, I don't know how severe that is. But you know, the storm system, we have a powerhouse storm system moving up in regards to precipitation, moving up the coast this week, producing heavy rainfall. And one has to wonder if this would be forming a month or two ago, if this would be falling as snow. We have a totally different situation right now than what we had a year ago in regards to tons of stuff, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. But for right now, let's go back to that heat on the West Coast, Pacific Northwest and the Desert Southwest, 
we've had this heat, and the question is, where is it going to go? Because here in the Midwest, we really want that heat to come here. Heat, that type of heat, this time of the year, would translate here in the Midwest, just beautiful weather. That's what it would translate to once you add in that the corn crop humidity. Or even if the corn crop is not going strong yet, especially since we had a freeze warning, which was in effect for Nebraska last night. We've had at least the second freeze warning of the year for Baltimore, Maryland. The, the effect this has on agriculture, you know, I, it's, it feels like every year, though, we go through a time where there's a freeze warning. But that heat, a 90-degree heat, would translate to temperatures in the 70s, probably, by the time it would hit the Midwest, like St. Louis or Chicago. So... What happens is it hits Montana on Tuesday. Tuesday and Wednesday, we have temperatures going up into the 70s and even the 80s for Montana. Temperatures in Colorado are probably going to go well into the 80s. I wouldn't be surprised if a temperature hits 90 degrees in some locations in Colorado. The National Weather Service points out that people have to... Uh, be aware that the water temperatures of these rivers and lakes is really cold this time of the year. So people looking to get relief from the heat by jumping in water, it's extremely dangerous. In fact, the National Weather Service in the past has informed us that that's actually more dangerous than the heat itself. So that's super dangerous stuff. We have a ridge, a ridge in the jet stream producing heat. For Colorado, Wyoming, it's called the Intermountain Region, going all the way up into Montana. That's where the heat moves to. It, I don't know where it's at today, because but it, that's where it develops strong for Tuesday and Wednesday. That heat then moves off to the east. It hits the Midwest. By Thursday, we have temperatures warming up into the 70s for locations where... Uh, temperatures were much cooler beforehand, but Friday is when the heat really gets going over in the plains. By Friday, we have temperatures widespread, some areas of widespread 90s possible in Oklahoma, some 90s possible in Kansas, and Nebraska has a tendency to pull off some 90s in these types of situations, especially North Plate, Nebraska. That city has a they they do phenomenal stuff in that city. I don't know how it does it, but it does it. So you have to wonder whether it's going to hit 90 degrees in North Plate, Nebraska, this upcoming Friday. That storm system moves across the Midwest over the weekend. Once that storm system moves through, cooler temperatures could move through. But it really looks like the second storm system is probably going to be the stronger one, and that would probably bring in the real cooler temperatures and that one's not moving through until monday or maybe even tuesday of next week i don't really know what's happening in regards to temperatures a cooling trend would make sense for shabbos but especially sunday but even more so by wednesday but it's tricky because ahead of these low pressure systems you get south winds that bring in the warmer temperatures so we're kind of we're going to be behind the low pressure system on sunday but we're ahead of another low pressure system so we might have a one day cool down something like that for us living in chicago we have a big problem and that's called lake michigan so the winds 
are always going to be off of Lake Michigan this week. At all times, there's going to be at least a lake component to the wind. Until you get to about Friday, perhaps Saturday, Friday or so, when the winds finally become southwest. We're going to see warm temperatures nonetheless, because winds will be from the south, southeast. Temperatures will go into the 60s at least, but I think the real warmth that the rest of the Midwest will be enjoying, that's not going to come until Friday, where temperatures should soar into the 70s in many locations in the Midwest going into the 80s. The biggest shocker over here is something that one has to look into more is to see whether lake effect snow will be falling as an accumulating snow over portions of northern Indiana. The National Weather Service says no. There always could be an isolated spot that manages to pull it off, but you have we have we do have lake effect snow going on right now. Now here let's go over into the summer. Let's just talk about the summer for a moment because this is very crucial. You know, we have something called the 11-year solar cycle. That means things tend to match up every 11 years. And here's the thing. 11 years ago, back in the year 2012, we had a major drought and a major heat wave. Actually, in some locations, it was the hottest July on record such as in St. Louis, Missouri, perhaps Chicago as well. That was in 2012. That was 11 years ago. So the question is, if things match up every 11 years, are we going to have something similar for this year in this summer? That's difficult to say because we have so many other variables going on right now. The solar activity reaches its peak, the experts say, in the summer of 2024, or perhaps 2025, and then we go into the next solar cycle. We've been under a La Nina weather pattern for the past three years. This summer, we're not gonna be under a La Nina weather pattern. The significance of that just means that the summer might be different. People have to realize we have something called the Mal... I think it's called the Malbury Winter. Maybe the Blackberry Winter. The Blackberry Winter. That comes up every year here in the Midwest on May 11th. We have the Blackberry Winter. So no matter how much we warm up, and we're going to warm up, but there's something called the Blackberry Winter where the final push of cold air happens around May 11th. then after that, things finally warm up. Last year, we actually got a heat wave by right before May 11th, and that basically took care of all the winter weather. Uh, Last year, we had also the April, we had very cold air in the upper atmosphere, record cold in the upper atmosphere, similar to this year, but things, it did not affect the summer at all. Everything disappeared actually very quickly, and we ended up having many locations, one of the hottest summers, especially for places like Oklahoma and portions of Texas. Thank you for listening. I wish everyone a wonderful week. Have a great day. Tuesday, May 2nd. You are listening to Weather with Enthusiasm.
we have a very exciting situation that's headed for the Midwest for next week. This is the first time that I've noticed it for this year. High humidity with dew points approaching 70 degrees in southern Illinois, along with temperatures going up into the mid-80s is forecasted to happen according to the European computer model. Chicago area has a very interesting situation going on for next Tuesday. In fact, these 80s is taking place for sure on Tuesday. For sure means nothing's ever for sure in weather, but the European computer model for sure said this. Temperatures going into the mid-80s for southern Illinois on Tuesday, and temperatures going into the mid or upper 70s for the Chicago area. That's according to the European computer model. But here is the interesting part. So you would think that if it's in the mid-80s in southern Illinois and let's say mid-70s all the way up to the coast, upper 70s, you know, a little bit further inland, mid-70s right along the beach. So you would think the temperatures gradually decline as you approach Chicago, but it doesn't. The temperatures actually go way down with highs only in the lower 70s in the central part of the state. This is according to the European computer model. And then the temperatures start to warm again as you approach the Chicago area. And the question is why? Why does the European computer model say this? So that's something that needs to be looked into. Because one would think, at first glance, there's a very simple answer. You know, the dew points are probably much higher in the central part of the state. That's where the cornfields are. person drives from Chicago to St. Louis, they will see a lot of cornfields. So we have tons of cornfields, and cornfields increase humidity. The question is, is the corn crop out yet? Probably. There's probably the beginning stages of, of the corn crop. We're already holding in May. But if you look at the dew point forecast, you don't find such a thing. You find that the dew points are highest in southern Illinois, and dew points gradually go down as you approach the Chicago area. Dew points headed into the low 60s for the Chicago area, upper 50s to low 60s. So there will be a humid feel to the air by Tuesday afternoon. And then southern Illinois will have more than just a humid feel. St. Louis, Missouri dew points going well into the 60s, upper 60s, possibly even 70 degrees. The European computer model shows dew points hitting 69 degrees in St. Louis with temperatures in the mid-80s. This is a summer air mass in the southern south central states into the southern Midwest. In fact, the peak heating this time around in regards to the extended spell of warmth could very well be in Missouri eastward. The plains might get their warmth cut short by probably an additional day than what you would find for areas further east. We have an omega block weather pattern that gets set up over the area today with temperatures going into the 70s and 80s over in the Colorado, Montana, and even with the Wyoming area for this afternoon. An omega block means means the weather pattern is going to look like the Greek letter omega. And what that means is that we're going to have cold air, a trough of low pressure, low pressure on the west coast, low pressure on the east coast, with an omega, the warmth, the ridge, which is where all the warmth is going to be, that's going to be taking place right in between. So we have all this cold air, which we spoke about yesterday. In fact, it's unusual 
unusually cold, much colder than usual in the upper atmosphere, going all the way down, pretty far down into the southeastern parts of the United States. Yesterday, we were pointing out that there are strong indications that this is in Florida. It is. It certainly was. And we have in that area is really on the east coast. The air is just cold in the upper atmosphere. The west coast also, that heat that was on the west coast has moved eastward. And we're dealing with cold conditions in the upper atmosphere in the east coast as well. A cooling trend for Phoenix, Arizona. Yesterday, forecasted highs well into the 90s for Phoenix. We pointed out Sunday hit 100 degrees. And as you go further into the week, temperatures gradually get cooler for the Phoenix area with highs gradually dropping through the 80s. You know, so you have the heat, however, takes place right in between these two cold areas. Very similar to what we had a year ago. But a year ago, probably May 8th or so, we had those temperatures soaring into the 90s over a large part of the Midwest. So a year ago, it was taking place a little bit further east than what's happening this year, and it was significantly stronger. In fact, it was unseasonably strong. That we don't have this year. But eventually, this ridge does make it further east, and by Friday, as we pointed out yesterday, we have temperatures going into the 80s, and even the 90s, by that time, you have Oklahoma. Oklahoma's well into it by Friday and even Thursday, but Friday, they're well into it, and the 90s, something which pops up on Friday. But this is the part that we have not dealt with, and that's the Chicago area, the local Chicago area, according to the European computer model. We have, as we mentioned yesterday, a continuous lake component to the wind for the rest of this week. And in fact, that even includes Friday. That includes Chavez. Temperatures might get slightly cooler on Chavez as winds become northeast instead of southeast. And Sunday might become a little bit warmer. The real warmth comes in Tuesday, especially for areas near the lake. That's finally when the southwest winds get going. Wednesday, we have the situation becoming a little bit cooler as winds once again become southeast, which is a strange thing because we're going to have to wait a day before the real cool air comes in, and that's going to come in on Thursday. So usually we go from southwest winds to northwest winds, southwest winds ahead of the front, winds become northwest, so the, right, the day right after becomes real warm, that's when the conditions become real cold. But next week, the forecast is for there to be a day in between where winds are from the southeast. So for the lakeside areas, temperatures are going to be cooler on Wednesday than the rest of the area. But Tuesday, it's really warm everywhere right now. That's right before a storm system moves in. And that's uh, even for West Rogers Park. We're dealing with serious warmth on Tuesday. Last year, this time of the year, the European computer model was so accurate for St. Louis, Missouri, for areas like that, away from Lake Michigan, where there's no lake affecting that area, it was almost like a prophecy. So the weather pattern was is the same, very similar this year to last year. One would think that the European computer model should be very accurate this year as well for areas which are not influenced by the complexities of a lake and also for areas which are well entrenched in the warm air. So just to clarify once again, we're under cold airflow for today and tomorrow here in West Rogers Park. Winds will come out of the south on Thursday, but southeast, there's a lake component to the wind. 
Friday, there's less of a lake component to the wind. Shabbos, there's a much more of a lake component to the wind. In fact, on Shabbos, the cooler air might even move all the way inland. Sunday, there's less of a component to the lake wind. Monday, there's less of a component to the lake wind. Tuesday, there's no lake wind whatsoever. Conditions will be cooler on the water, right at the beach, but only slightly cooler. Wednesday, there is a lake component to the wind. And then Thursday, the cold air. May 3rd, this is the 27th day of the Svirsa Omer, the 12th day of ER. Meteorologist Simcha Lefton. Weather with enthusiasm is his podcast. You are listening to Weather with Enthusiasm. We have an expansive summer air mass, very, very exciting, something which is really expanding to places which we have not reached before. On the other hand, some areas which normally do get this are being slightly left out, but not that much. You know, places like North Plate, Nebraska will still get their chance to soar well into the 80s on Thursday. Warm temperatures continue after that, but just not on a summer level. We have temperatures going into the 80s for many locations as we head into the parts of next week. We have perhaps even the end of this week. A little bit of a cool down in between these two warm-ups. The more significant warm-up taking place next week. And the real question is, how far will the warmth make it all the way to the lake? A meteorologist, Dave Murray, KTVI, chief meteorologist in St. Louis, Missouri, he retired. He used to point out something called the Blackberry Winter that happens every year on May 11th. He never really said that we the average date is May 11th. He just said that it happens every year on May 11th. But here's the thought that I had. So last year, we had warm temperatures. I believe we had warm temperatures. But then we went into a very cold weather pattern. And then all of a sudden, we got this tremendous heat wave, which basically brought winter to an end across the Midwest. The Des Moines, Iowa National Weather Service defines the, their definition of no more cold weather means high temperatures will be 60 degrees or higher for the rest of the season. So last year, that was what was forecasted to happen. Now, the air mass that came in right after the heat wave hit 60 just about. It may have fell a little bit short, but we never really did seem to get that Blackberry winter last year. But it's to me, it really sounds like if you could go ahead and say that it doesn't have to be May 11th, I would say, you know, we had lots of warmth this year already, especially for the over uh, April 10th through April 15th, somewhere around there. We had temperatures in the 70s and 80s across the Midwest. And then all of a sudden we go into this major winter weather pattern, which we're... Which we're holding by solar insulation. That's what's keeping us from feeling the winter weather. But up in the upper atmosphere, as we pointed out, it's full-time winter. (laughs) 
And following this, perhaps this is the Blackberry Winter, and we're going to get into some serious warmth for next week, and perhaps this is it. It's the same weather pattern from last week. Maybe this is the Blackberry Winter, and this is the final push of cold air. We probably will see a couple more days where the highs fail to reach 60. Chicago, for sure. Chicago's not safe until mid-June due to the Lake Michigan water temperatures. They don't hit 60 degrees until mid-June. Have a great night. You've been listening to the podcast, Weather with Enthusiasm. You've been listening to the podcast, Weather with Enthusiasm. This podcast will be updated later on today. This trailer was updated at the very end of January 2023. We have two things going on. We have evaporative cooling and we also have dynamic cooling. And the two are coming together to produce a major snowstorm in the deep south. The only time you could blame cold air on climate change is when it's a result of the stratosphere warming, which is what causes all the Arctic air to come down south. The way to get a six-inch snowstorm here in the Midwest and in the Southern Plains has always been you need three ingredients. It's hard to believe the numbers that are being forecasted. Several additional feet of snow is expected by Monday morning. <gasps> yes! Hey, we have a special guest on our show. Uh, what is your name? 27.1 parametric pressure. Feet of snow are falling in Japan. <gasps> That's a time of celebration. Just Google weather with enthusiasm and they're all going to come up.